One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We welcome you all to a Roll to Cast RPG podcast in the world of Kids on Bikes by Renegade Game Studios. Starring Christopher Bond as Eric Fisher, Phil Harker-Smith as Jono Smith, and Sean Flo as Dickie Morse. Story, GMing, and additional rules by Ellen Graham. Design by Jack Sumner. Music by Paul Goodman. This is Mystery Down Under. Everybody, oh, welcome hello. to an all new season of Roll to Cast. Yes, that's right. Season, season five. five. Season five. You got it. It's a new game, a new game master, a new <gasps> setting, but the same old lovable larrikins at Baby Beard Media. Hello. And this season, we are playing the game. Kids on Bikes, which is written by Jonathan Gilmore and Doug. Uh, Lavendowski. Ooh. Yes. I love that. It's a very, I wanted to take a moment to savour that last name. Very lavish. Lavendowski. Lavendowski. And our season is called Roll to Cast, A Mystery Down Under. So, yes, I am Ellen and I will be your game master for this game. So, let's just go around, tell me your names and the first name of the character you're going to be playing. And do you That's want, it. Do you want the trope or just the name? Yeah. Uh, yes, give me your first name and your trope. And that's it. Okay. Not a penny more, not and a penny less. <laughs> uh, well, uh, smart ass. Let's start with you, Phil. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm Phil. I'm playing Jono. And I'm a young... <laughs> Jono. Jono. And I'm a young provider. Oh. Fantastic. Hi, my name is Chris Bond. I'm going to be playing Eric, uh, who is an athlete. Mm, which is a trope that we have made up. It's a homebrew trope. You won't game. find it in no Kids on Bikes uh, book, you won't. Nah, you got to learn from life. Yeah. Take it away. Oh, uh, hola. <laughs> uh, my name is uh, Dickie, and I am a conspiracy theorist. And what's your name? Dickie. Your name. Dick- <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Sean. 
Dicky. No, Sean. <laughs> Hola. Oh, I'm no. Sean and my character's name is Dicky. And I'm a conspiracy theorist, mate. Oh, no. Okay. Sean's finally gone method after all this I've time. Said, no, I've just finally gone insane. <laughs> so, Kids on Bikes, uh, you might be able to tell from the name. It is a role-playing game that features mainly kids, although you can play as teenagers or adults. And you are basically just real-life people trying to discover otherworldly happenings goings on so it's it's very stranger things yes Stephen king goonies goonies 80s advent it's an adventure game absolutely what it says on the tin it's kids on bikes it's kids on bikes it's it's kind of supernatural it's kind of high adventure but also the kind of the the crux of the matter is you're just kids and you got to take on the world so as you may know i asked for only their first names and their tropes uh because we are doing our character creation live in this episode. Roll to cast first. Yeah. Heretofore, we've always come with our characters rolled and ready to go, but this is a bit more loosey-goosey. So our mystery is set in the fictional town of Warrawirren, Western Australia. Now, Warrawirren is in Wadandiland in Noongar country, which covers the southwest corner of Western Australia. And just as a forefront to this, I would like to acknowledge that although this town is fictional, it takes place on Noongar land, and I would like to pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. We're in a small coastal town. Population is about mm, 1,800. Everyone knows everyone by face. Although what they get up to in the night, in the dark, that's for anyone to find out. Uh, and we are setting this story because, as most kids on bike stories are set, you need to be in an era where no one has a smartphone on them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 1970. So this is kind of um, Kids on Bikes, the book. It gives you a little bit of world-building questions. Mm. Um, so there's a few questions like, where your adventure takes place. We know that. Warren, yeah. Western Australia specifically. Um, and the industry our location is best known for. Well, that would be the North Limited Mines employs most of the town of Warrawirren. It is an iron ore mine and there are deposits just north to the town. What else to know about Warrawirren? The town gets a little bit of tourism during the summer months as some globetrotters reckon you can't get better waves than down at the beach. And the newly opened Echo Cave has caused stirs in scientific interest in the town. This one, I really like this note, yeah. It really intrigues me. But also, yeah, like Western Australia, Margaret River has some beautiful caves. Um, And then for you guys, it's the middle of summer. You're on holidays. (gasps) So School's out. School's out. There's only one school as well. But it, it was a thing where, you know, you would give your kids some money for the tuck shop and they would do go there and they would spend the whole day at the beach. That yeah, was pretty I mean, much in yep. summer. That yeah. was my, my upbringing. Mm. Yeah. That was just like, all right, off you go, bye. Plus there's bugger all to do. There's bugger all to do. What are you going to steal from someone? <laughs> Not the linoleum on their floor. <laughs> I just got to say, Ellen, I, I, it might just be like me putting this on you because of what we're doing, but I can really hear Aussie accent Oh, it's through. been growing all since of us the are just beginning. Being yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm playing it up. Right. I'm not. This is us. So there's a couple of things left to decide <laughs> about the town though, right? Yes. 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 Well, 
What is Warawirin famous for? So I, I, I had a thought about this, like maybe it's the beach. Yep. I was thinking that too. Yeah, I think yeah. it's something, something to do with the beach. Like, does it have a surfing competition? Surf, surfing yeah. or something animal, like like dolphins or, or whales come there. Okay, and, uh, like yeah. pods that mate or something like that. I, I, I did I like, like just that. that 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 cultural thing of having like a little mini competition type thing. That, Maybe it's that, not an international one. Maybe no. it's a regional. Surfing yeah, competition. Yeah. I kind of like that. I'm done with surfing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Surfing, yeah. surfing comp. Surfing a surfing comp, so there's good waves out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. kind of water is clear far water to the horizon, but yeah. on a windy day, and it's yeah. like one week. Like a ton of surfers yes, come into town. It's a real, yeah. 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 It's and a, then it's gone. <laughs> it's a real, I mean. Coming into the warm weather as well where it, maybe that competition's coming up, you know? Yeah. A bunch of grommets are going to come by. and. <laughs> what the hell's a grommet? A grommet is a young surfer. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. That's yeah. from the I'm Muppets, Chris. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for taking on my suggestion. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. 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 Yes, cool. and. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, a grommet, grommet is a young surfer. Grommet. Cool. Grommet. Yeah. So, grommet. like, under, under the age of, like, 15. Oh. Yeah. So, we've got a sur- surfing competition in a couple of, couple of weeks or, yeah. or a month it, or two. And it's a real halcyon moment for mm. the town. Mm. That you there get are literally s- tens of people descend on the town. <laughs> <laughs> Some say the water just happens there to is... get a bit more raging during that week of competition. Oh, yeah. Oh. You'd like, yeah, yes, for, yeah. The, for the competition. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. almost as, as if the excitement of, of the people coming into the town kind of stirs it up. It's, like, yeah. oh, it's a real frenzy. I wonder mm. if there's a local champion as well. Oh, it's me, like mate. The surfer. <laughs> I think there might be like a 40-year-old guru. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We can get to that. We can okay, get to cool, that. Cool, cool. Um, so if the town is famous for this little regional surfing competition that kind of gets everyone, you know, even old Fran at the pub, even she waxes her board off, you know, it gets the, <laughs> whole, the whole town excited and the whole kind of community jumping. What is the town infamous for? That was the beach that Howard Holt disappeared from. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wrong side was, of the country. It was in New Continent. South Wales. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fictional story. <laughs> Do you guys have, have ideas there? An infamous. So what's the little, what's the, you would have to like talk to the locals, you know, to know about it. I mean, I had, I had an idea that the, the mining company had like, had a spill or something or like dumped stuff in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like in seventies, the regulations are really lax. I don't know. Like that was an idea I thought maybe had more. That there could be something happening with the, with the mine, whether yeah. it's like it's some sort of accident where, or, or maybe not a loss of life, but yeah. something callous had happened. Oh, yeah. oh, um, okay. Here's, here's a weird one. And this is something for like international, um, uh, listeners as well. So WA would have been a non-convict, uh, settled state. It's, a town that was settled by escaped convicts who fled the whole stretch of Australia. Ah. So they were they were like sent. They were uh, transported. It's the name to other parts of Australia as convicts, and then they, and then fled. they fled, fled from their convict towns over to Western ah. Australia for a new start. For a new yeah. start. And the idea is that specifically in our town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm basing it off my own hometown, which has a convict buried in a tree. In a tree. In yeah. a tree. <gasps> yeah. God, he, that's fascinating. Yeah, he, so, he died. He was escaping from New South Wales. Maybe there could be something about a lost highwayman or or convict rather who who Like an urban legend. Yes, but but you know, this led to the discovery of the mine. Yeah. Iron ore deposits. I like that. You know, if you're looking in a certain radius for something and you find something else. 
Okay, so the the mines were discovered when uh, the the state police were looking for an escaped convict. Yeah, yeah, and, and they then, stumbled upon this uh, iron ore deposit. Yeah, yeah, and maybe that's not like that history is a little bit more modern, but there's this kind of emotional link between the status as as a as a harbor for convicts fleeing the eastern side of the country and criminality in more recent history mm-hmm. mm. where like people have always said the town has a bit more of a rough edge than other yeah. towns around it yeah because they say oh there were loads of convicts came oh. here years ago no yeah. wonder no wonder and that kid exists. always gets into a lot of trouble he comes from a line of convicts he comes from warrawirin of course yeah. he's yeah. trouble yeah. of course yeah. he's if, trouble they if make you, him tougher down at warrawirin if you yeah. <laughs> if you want to escape the law at the warrawirin yeah <laughs> if you want to get away Head there. That's where old Bobby went, and that's where they found the mine when they were yeah. doing a manhunt for him. That's right. War we're in. A lot of convicts, but a ripping beach competition. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. We've got a notable local organisation. It's the North the Limited. North Limited Mine Company. Mines. Mm. And we've also got Echo Cave. But is there another notable landmark in Warrawirin? Uh what about like a rock off the coast? That's what I was thinking. Uh, like the pillar or the obelisk or, or something like that. Sugarloaf rock or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Me, 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 me by the rock after school. <laughs> well, I think it's just off the coast, right? Oh, so it's emerging out of the water. Yeah, that's what I oh, thought. Oh, oh, sure. Kind of like the. I was um, thinking like a place like that. That well, kids that's could, cool too. Like, yeah. Meet like even if it's a, even if it is like slightly in the water, it's still a place that you could like traverse on like little rocks oh, and yeah. get maybe there. when it's the like tide's little, out, you can get up. Yeah, there. yeah. yeah. I like it to defy expectation. So, like, if it's on the water, like, all the rocks around it have eroded, but it's still up yeah. for some mm. reason. And you and can only get there at low tide. Yeah, and I like the idea that there's, like, a time that you can get yeah. there, and that's what's and cool about it. The parents are always like, don't go out don't there. Don't do that. Yeah. The tide will come in, you'll get stuck. It's almost like an initiation for some kids. Yes. And it's like, oh, you want to be part of our group? Go to the rock then. Uh, iron would oxidate, right? Yes. Would rust. So, yeah. if it was bright red... It's the red rock. Mm. The red yeah. rock. The red rock. And red rock? Yeah, the red rock. And yeah. it's this oxidized uh, iron ore rusted thing. Yeah. Uh, and you can only get to it at low tide and it sticks out like a... Like sore a, thumb. L- like a, like like a red a, rock. Like, like a, a literal sore thumb. Like yeah. a shark's tooth. It's a oh, little... Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the thumb thing. <laughs> like a little sore thumb. Well, yeah. that's. I'm sure that's what uh, what locals describe it as. It sticks out like a sore thumb. Sticks out <laughs> like a sore... Yeah. <laughs> Came up with that myself. No, you didn't, Barry. <laughs> no. People have been saying that for years. No, I've been here for years and I've been saying it for years. Yeah, it's been me. I've been saying it. I'm people. <laughs> is that the official name? The Red Rock? The Red Rock. Yeah. Yeah. The Red Rock. I think that's If you say the Red Rock, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love yeah, that. Cool. I really love that. What is your sports team called? The Red No. <laughs> so in Australia, is it the same? Do your high schools have uh, sports teams have names? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we kind of have, uh, like, a, I would say the main. Sport of Australia is footy, but it's not. It's not footy as uh, anyone else in the world knows it. It's not football, soccer, and it's not football, rugby to America. It's, it's not gridiron. No, nope, it's nope. something else entirely. It's called. I think it's Australian Australian rules, rules football. Football. Yep. Yep. It's a weird. Thi- I don't care. It's a weird for hybrid it. game. Uh, yeah. So AFL is is very particular to Melbourne. And the East Coast, there's less teams as you go wester. Yes. More wester, more west. Um, <laughs> the, other, the other sport that would be very popular would be cricket. Ah. Are the teams, like, are they animal names in Australia? Like, I, I'm just asking because I don't yeah. know some so are. much. Some are, some, some are. Are, there, I, are there others like lightning and jet yeah. and that sort of like thing? Like And, and yeah. others just use the school name. 
That's no fun. I mean, I've got. <laughs> so well, I mean, I've got animal in my head. Like yeah, I, I, I've always liked the idea of a team called the Wombats. <laughs> and then you go, oh, the Wombies. You the know, the Wombies. Wombies. And then colloquially, it's oh, the Wombies are playing this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and no one can fucking say it. Wara 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 wombats. Wara wara wombats. Wara wara wombats. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I Great. love that. Lovely. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of rumors that travel fast in towns like this, mainly because you can only communicate by by traveling to someone and telling them the news. And so it's always filtered through a friend of a friend or Gossip Joanne's sister's auntie. Uh, so what rumors exist in this town? Now let's go around and you each get to add one rumor. And these may or may not be true. We may, don't know. They we don't may know be that. true. Yeah. They may not be. It's kind of up to me. I heard that there's a spot in Echo Cave where... Instead of your voice echoing back, it answers back instead. Mark swears up and down. He went in, said, good day, mate. <laughs> and the cave said, how's it going? Oh. That's honestly very scary. And I love that. <laughs> bloody, you bloody ripper. You ripper. Uh, I have one. It's said by, by a, oh, yeah. a, a drunk said uh, when he went down to the cove at night and looked at the red rock, it glowed. What, in the night? Just glow, just lit up. Okay. Well, he just he said it looked redder than usual. <laughs> in his words. Oh, look oh. How much did he He'd had a lot to drink. <laughs> oh, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> now, uh, Ellen, yeah. does the principal or the headmaster have a name? He does indeed. He certainly does. Oh. I've got a few. He's got a bit of a reputation. He What's... does. And he's got a very interesting physical characteristic. Bill Woolley. And he's in his 70s, although kids don't really know what his age is. They say yeah. he's over 100. They say he's been teaching for, you know. He's an immortal Decades. <laughs> but he's a constant in the town. And uh, it seems that everyone was taught by him at some point or another. Despite or perhaps because of this, it's hard to pinpoint any facts about him. You've got, you know, people talking about his missing eye. People say it was lost in a war, taken by a vicious lover or an ex-student that never lived to tell the tale. Pecked out by a magpie, that's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, see, uh, I heard Principal Woolley every Friday night. He doesn't go home. He goes to that abandoned house just on the edge of town and doesn't come back out until Saturday morning. And no one knows why. Who, sa who said that? Do you see him go in there? I'm not telling you. Oh. <laughs> You're full of shit, mate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> no, it's the truth. Get out of the pub, kid. Yeah, well, there you go. So this is Warrawirin. It's a very rough place, but it's also very uh, rich, full of lots of characters. Great. Now we get on to who you guys are. Yay. Your characters. And as we said, some of this character creation is yet to happen. Now we've said our tropes. But I think now is a bit of time to uh, uh, talk about those the strengths and flaws and and our our, our key stats as yes, well. Yes, what you're yeah. best at and what you're most shit at. Who wants to kick it off? Sure, I'm happy you know, to go first. Sean, yeah, Dicky, Dicky. He, he was his he was born Richard, but no one calls him Richard. He's Dicky. Oh, no. yeah. no, no, no. Always Dicky. Dicky to his mum. Dicky to his friends. Dicky to you and me. <laughs> he is. 
10 years old. Keen-eyed uh, observers will note that uh, generally the conspiracy theorist is uh, denoted as being either a teen or adult. This is a little kiddie conspiracy theorist. Mm. So we have three categories of, of character. Yes. Child, teen, adult. And they have yes. slight mechanical differences. And yes. I said so no adults. <laughs> yes, no, no adults. So yeah, he's 10 years old. Uh, he loves a he loves a good conspiracy theory. He he does not shut up. Look, what I is can, it like? Is it UFOs? Is it cryptid monsters? It's things it... he reads about and hears. He will just spurt just interesting things, whether they're like rumors on the town, whether it's interesting facts about animals. Does he have a pet one though? Like there's a dog like at home. It... He does have a no, dog. No, no, no. Is there sorry? <laughs> is there a pet theory? Like is it is it aliens? Is it uh, mummies in Egypt? Is there well, one that he is? Like really? Oh yeah, yeah. You want to know about it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, you know that president, right? Uh, that the prime minister, sorry, the yeah. one that that went swimming and went missing. Howard yeah. Holt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't actually go missing. He actually he he went to a little island and he started his own new civilization. And so, whenever people go missing, that's where they go. She's to. He's like King Holt. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. And everyone that ever goes missing. They don't go missing. They're, they're, they're new people that go to that island. So there's like a whole nother civilization. Did you, did you make that up? Dickie? No, no. <laughs> no, uh-uh. <laughs> no, I heard, I read it. I read it. And and he kind of, uh, he hopes, uh, Dickie hopes that he's actually like, the island is somewhere near West Warwick, yeah, yeah. like yeah, out, out in the. So that's why he kind of spends a lot of time at the beach as well. He loves to explore, so he's a big explorer. Lovely. That's why one of his strengths is uh, the treasure hunter. Um, and what that does uh, mechanically is allows you t- to spend two adversity tokens to potentially find something in your surroundings of use. Wonderful. Cool. Adversity uh, tokens, just to jump off that quickly, there's something that uh, come up in the game when you fail uh, a difficulty check. So if you if you fail something, then you get a little adversity token to spend the next time you want to do a check. It's it's a way to encourage kind of doing shit. exploring yeah. And, yeah. and failing. I imagine right, one of the things that Dickie might have to do to get his stories and his ideas is read newspapers, which would be really weird for a 10-year-old, he, right? He, to always he have, have, have your nose in a paper. Oh, he yeah. doesn't have the internet. Exactly. No one does. The thing is, he is constantly like bullied he's not a social yeah, creature okay. like he it is so and that's why his other strength is unassuming dicky doesn't have a lot of charm and this is also why um well so and he's also not very intimidating so his brawn uh, is his d4 stat is his lowest stat mm. um and his highest is his flight so even though his mouth gets himself into a lot of trouble because he's just annoying and he talks a lot and he doesn't shut up and he's really blunt. <laughs> like he'll just scrawny he'll just, as he'll well. He'll just look yeah. at you and he'd just be like, you don't have a lot of hair, you know that? No yeah. filter. Like, oh, no okay, filter. Yeah. And it's not through any malicious intent. He just <laughs> sees things and says it. But that gets him into a lot of trouble. Absolutely. His mouth is fast, but his feet are fast. Yeah. Yeah. So he's blunt and, and pretty not, let's say, not a high EQ probably. Uh, what what are his flaws specifically in the so game? His flaws specifically is being blunt. Mm-hmm. So bluntness, he will just say stuff. And also he's very demanding. So especially when he gets very kind of heated and he's like put under the pump, he will just like be like, he'll s- just stick his feet in the ground and be like, no, I want, give it to me now. Yeah, okay. Lovely. Cool. Um, Chris, do you want to kick it off? Sure. Uh, hi, I'm Chris and I'm playing Eric. Eric is an athlete. How uh, old? How old? Are you? Oh, uh, Eric is uh, 16. Okay. He's, He's a, teen. a teen. Can you yes. tell me a bit more about, is it like track and field? Are you on the sports team? It's track and field. Track and field. Nice. Cool. He's a runner. He's a runner. Uh, oh, okay. 
question. Long distance or uh, intervals? Sprints. Sprints. Uh, no, it's long distance. Right. Oh, okay. So he keeps going and going keeps and going, going. going, going, going. So what are your strengths, Eric? Eric's strengths are that he is cool under pressure. And how does that work in the game? You can spend an adversity token to take half of the die's value instead of rolling on a snap decision. So there's two kind of decisions in the game. Mm -hmm. There's planned actions and you can, you don't, Roll, you can take half of your die's value. So okay. if you've got you got to choose to, yeah. yeah. If you've got a d twenty in something, and you only needed a five, you're just like, well, I'm. This is there's no I'll crunch. A yeah, a snap decision is something that's happening in the moment. You need to roll for okay, that. Okay, cool. So, so you can take tens or take half values on snaps, but you do have to spend mm-hmm. an adversity token to do that. Yeah, to, right. to remain cool under pressure. Yes, uh, and he's also easygoing. Uh, which again, I I picked both of those. Cool under pressure and easy going. Easy going. You can get two adversity tokens when you fail instead of one. Oh, nice. so that's great. So you roll with the punches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, he's also rebellious because he's a teen. I get that. Which for is free. free. Yeah. You get rebellious. Oh, but right, all right, right. teens are inherently rebellious if they, if they want to be. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, you get plus one to persuade. Oh yeah. Plus three. Add plus oh, three to threes. rolls when persuading or resisting persuasion from children. <laughs> Add plus three to rolls when resisting persuasion from adults. So you can persuade children very easily or resist because they're kids. They don't know their, you know, Eric. they don't know their asshole from the ear hole, essentially. They're not going to. Pers- <laughs> good, good phrase. Thank you. Eric, um, come on. No. But Aww. you can't, you're, it's harder for you to persuade an adult because you're just some, you know, shit nosed teen. But if they are trying to persuade you, you've got that little bit of kickback mm-hmm. you're like no i'm not gonna listen to you cool. i'm gonna nice. do what you're gonna do great and what's your what's your flaws well eric's flaws are that he is envious interesting and he's insecure oh they go hand in hand really don't they yeah yeah, yeah this is a really interesting character sometimes it just gnaws at him that he mm-hmm. you know he wants to be like like the other teens like the other kids or we'll see we'll see what happens in this background so you don't want to reveal too much about what you're envious of particularly yet well, I'm, or inter- you don't I'm interested sure for that to be flexible cool. ah, yeah how that works maybe in our, our relationship depends yeah. on yeah, the relationship nice. so i'm keeping that open then what's your d20 my D20 is flight. Flight. Ooh. Of course. We're, of course. Both, we're both speedy boys. Of course. Am I well, weakest? Yes. Brain. <laughs> Real smooth brain energy. <laughs> smooth well, brain. The smoother the, the brain, the, the faster, more aerodynamic. The faster the thoughts. It's more aerodynamic. You've got to get get those wrinkles out. You're it getting, makes sense. Getting so Eric those, has very simple, very fast Getting thoughts. all of those <laughs> thoughts <laughs> trapped in your brain with all those wrinkles. You just want it nice and smooth. But that oh, also that makes sense problem. why he's so easygoing. You know when people nod and you know they haven't taken on board? You're just like, Do you mean me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't understand. Okay. I've already asked them to repeat it twice. I can't do it again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Phil, uh, so I've got more. Uh, Jono. Uh, I think he was probably a bit resistant to being called Jono initially. Because dad, ca- they've come over, his family have come over from England. So I don't have to play up my accent too much. I think his <laughs> accent would have maybe drifted Australian growing Absolutely. up there. Like, he's not super recent. Came there when, like, he was a kid and his young sister was a baby, essentially, with his dad. Would they be a five-pound pom? Ten-pound pom? It, it's, 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 it's five or ten. So so what is, for our uh, unaware listener, what is a X-pound pom? An X-pound pom? A ten-pound yeah. pom ah, uh, ten pound. is the clerical term used for describe uh, citizens who have come from Britain to Australia or New Zealand, uh, and this denotes the cost of the ticket. Uh, my family are ten pound poms. Yeah, uh, so usually with the promise of like work, and there would be like, and there is a house here for you as well, etc., yeah. etc. Cetera, et cetera. So it's Jono, his dad, and his 
uh, young sister who is now sort of a child, like a five-year-old. She was very young when they came over. And that means he, as I said, is a young provider. His dad works in the mine. He has to help with his sister and help support his dad who is dealing with some of the stuff from their past. So yep. that's why he's a, a young provider. How old is Jono? He's 15. 15. And how old is his sister? Who's his sister? Tell me a bit about her. Uh, five. Her name's Isabel. Oh, Isabel. Yeah. And she is growing up to be a bit of a tomboy. She seems like a handful for you. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And he's 15. He's trying to look out for her. And he, you know, he feels the weight of that, right? So he, his strength is that he's uh, protective. So when he's looking out for his friends or his family, he gets a plus three to any role that he's using to protect the people in his life. Mm -hmm. The other one I was a little bit unsure of, actually. So I sort of left that open a little bit more. Maybe he's loyal. Uh, You know, his family's had to have to kind of stay as a unit. And that has meant like the strength of that carries him through. Does that sound about oh, right? Oh, that, that sounds makes right. total yeah. sense to yeah. me. Remind me how loyal works. Loyal uh, means that each of the adversity tokens you spend to help your friends gives them a plus two instead of a one. The character concept is all about helping, helping others. Helping others. Yeah. 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 So his flaws is that he's restless. Yep. So he feels very constrained by the responsibilities that he already has. And he is sort of like at the whim of things outside his control. So he he wants to kind of have more of his own life. That makes him really restless and, yeah. and antsy sometimes. And then he's stubborn. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he's had to harden a little bit early, yep. you know. So um, those are his his flaws. Lovely. Can you tell me a bit, uh, bit about your... Strongest stat and your weakest stat? Strongest stat is grit. Right. So grit is kind of like, it's, you know, your character's ability to kind of be tough. It's not It's not, not about... Not necessarily physically No, so. but kind of more emotionally, mentally. Resist persuasion yep. and uh, stand your ground uh, in fearful situations, that sort of thing. Stick to your guns. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. D4? Flight. <laughs> so he doesn't... He doesn't run away from things. He doesn't back down. He can't. He can't. And it's more. It's less of a like. Oh, he he's too heavy to run away. And it's more like running away is just the last instinct in his mind. Well, that is very interesting. Well, as Chris we've and I got, will be running as <laughs> we've got two characters who are heavy flight and uh, one who digs his heels in. Mm-hmm. So Bye. stand behind me. <laughs> yeah. So. Make a run for it. Make a run for it. I'll hold them off. Or stand behind me. Hey, where'd you go? <laughs> Before we ask, um, get into the, the rolling of questions about yeah. each, each character, how do you guys know each other? So 16, uh, Eric, 16 and 15. 15, Jono. So we could be in the same year. I, I think we're in the same year. We're in the same year. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of, uh, there's not, not so specific year levels yeah. that we would know. Primary kids, school, teams. high school. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, sure. I was I was going to say because um one thing I did mention is uh I have a single mum, and right. she's a teacher at the school. Okay. Um, and I was going to say that she could teach your class. So she often Lovely. you'll see me come in sometimes, or you see her live. Like I think that's what does uh, she teach? Do you know? She teaches uh, English. Oh, that's why he's a nerd. Yeah. Ah. What's her What's her name? Mildred. 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 I love it. Mildred. Lovely. So Mildred teacher. teaches English. Yeah. And so you kind of hang around a yeah. little bit. Especially if he's gotten into trouble and needs to be pulled out of class or he might actually have to be like in the classroom just is, doing is, his own thing. Is dad around as well? No. Okay. Oh, single mum, you just said. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe Jono gets like into trouble sometimes because of his restlessness and he ends up in detention and maybe Mildred 
runs detention holds detention some days. Mm. So there's Mildred and you. Yeah. You and you have yeah, to go home. If it's after school, you know, because also his sister is just is just off doing her own thing as well because she's very kind of out of sight, out of mind. So she's not going to look after Dickie. How so old's the no. sister? Sister is fifteen. What's this character's What's name? What's her name? Jessica. Uh, are you are you interested in Jessica? I, I might want to try and date yeah. Wait, Jessica. did you say 16? Uh, I said 15, 15, but I'm happy to put it out. Actually, let's let's chuck it at 16 just so she's on the cusp of that more rebellious uh, yeah. age. Because Jessica's not going to look after Dickie. No, she's, like, yeah, she's no. a exactly. bit too cool for you. Yeah, no. and so he Maybe under duress, under certain circumstances, and she complains about if, it a lot. If the mum, but the mum has to like bargain for it as yeah, well. Yeah, oh as my that, God, like, that whole you know, thing. Yeah. All right, you'll get an extra <laughs> couple of hours with your friends watching the TV or whatever, and Dickie's not allowed to be there and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. blah. So yeah. for Dickie, single mum, Mildred. Yep. Mildred, wor- Mildred works at the school. Jessica's a sister. Yeah. It's also important to note that the dad's out of the picture because they say. just divorced and left. Um, right. He left the picture. He's not <gasps> in the picture. However, that's not what Dickie thinks happened. Oh. Dickie thinks oh. he's on the island. Interesting. Okay, that's really tragic. That's sad. Oh god, uh, and, a, <laughs> and a scandal for a divorcee. Well, yes, yeah. this would be a thing that's not really spoken about. I have a couple of pr- proposals, right? So there's maybe there's the interest in Jessica there, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe Jono's dad. What's a good name for him? Go with something classic English. Charles. Charles. <laughs> White Charles. William. Maybe Will. Yeah. William. Will. John. Yeah. Single father. I'm John. Yeah, Will. oh, yeah. William. William or Will. Yeah. You could be John Jr. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. How old's Mildred? Mildred? Mildred is... Oh, you trying uh, to pair everyone up? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Mildred is... They uh, might be friends, though, rather Mi- than... Maybe because they're both single parents. Mm. And maybe that's a thing that people like... Oh, are they Are they going to get together? Yeah. Mildred actually, no. Mildred's uh, 42. Right. And really... Talk to each other because they have similar struggles. Yeah, they're yeah. both single parents. They can't talk to anyone else. Yeah, and people are like, oh, are they? Is something happening? But no, not really. Both but similar they- parents with kids that get into trouble a bit. Yeah, but I don't think that means that Dickie and Jono are necessarily close. I don't think so. No. But they're in the orbit because they're they're aware of who each other are, know yeah. each other. Yeah, so I don't think they're close, but maybe there's a link there because their parents talk to each other. So is it Eric who's got the hots for Jessica? Almost certainly, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, uh, Eric does have the hots for Jessica. But how Jessica feels about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not like a, ooh, I'm really, it's just like, oh, she's cute. And I'm happy um, to leave it up to you how Jessica feels about uh, Absolutely, uh, I will I take that. Because Dickie wouldn't know. Dickie doesn't talk to Jessica about that. Have you maybe tried to make friends with Dickie as a way to get... No, no. Because <laughs> someone needs to know Dickie strongly. Yeah, well, I'm thinking... Oh, do they? I, no, there I needs to be one close no, no. relationship. Yeah. Do they have to be? I don't know. There if has to be, be close. one close relationship. Does it say and close? And it's not you two. Oh, it could be us. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking you're that. So you're, you're in the same, same year. Class. Yeah, I'm. So you don't need to necessarily. Know. But doesn't Dickie need to be tied to someone strongly? Each character should have at least one meaningful connection to another character. Yes. So you're classmates, but I have to have a connection to. One of us. Could you could you possibly be like cultivating a, a like a, a strong relationship with me in hopes of getting closer with Jessica? Or if you don't like that, maybe you just spend time at the house anyway. Uh, yeah, do I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Do you want to tell us? Maybe this will help. Can you tell us a bit more about Eric's home life? Yeah. So that's sort of what I was getting to. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so Eric has a mum and a dad. Um, he's an only child. He his mum is called Kelly. His dad is Kenneth, so it's it's the Kens. It's the, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Ken and Kelly. Kelly Ken, Ken and Kelly. Kelly. 
I've decided that I want to tie my character together that Kenneth is a, not a good father and is quite a violent father mm. and Kelly is long-suffering. It's uh, not a happy marriage. It's not a happy marriage. It's not a f- happy family. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth spends a lot of time in the mines. He's not bright and he's he doesn't understand a lot and so he, he lashes out. He yeah. snaps. Yeah, he snaps. He gets yeah. angry. Do you it, maybe spend days this is, at This is exactly snaps. what the, the thing is. So Eric spends a lot of time at track. He spends a lot of time doing laps, um, trying to get faster, trying to get better. He just spends a lot of time running in circles. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I think this way for characters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's great. Uh, and the few times um, he isn't there, he's um, probably with uh, what's Sean, your character's last name? Uh, Dickie's und- last name. Undecided. Okay. Um, we, we, we'll have to see based on yeah. what happens. Um, but Ms. Milf, Mildred's home. Milf. <laughs> Milf. Milfstred. Sorry, Miss Mildred's home because uh, he needs to do remedial classes to, uh, to catch up because uh, Eric is not bright. Um, Eric is a, a fixture at your dining room table. Well, I was going to say, um, Mildred would definitely be like, you know, you're here, stay for dinner. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Come, yeah. come here for dinner. You'll so have we, a meal with and us. And you're like, they're like, I really want to to get to know Jessica more. No, and instead... Not, not really. It's, no? it's, I don't think I super have the hots for her. I think it's just oh, like, okay. she's nice. and oh, okay. she, I, I, She's nice to you. Cool. She's right. nice. You might, be a, you might be one person that she's nice to because I don't see Jessica as a particularly nice sister. She's very kind of elitist in a lot of ways. Yeah. But I can see maybe her having a soft spot for you. I don't even think she has a soft spot. I think no. she's just elitist and Eric is like, yeah, that's that's better than it's home. Better than yeah. It's that blind teenage love is like, I really like Jessica. And it's like, she's a horrible person. It's yeah. like, I like Jessica. I like Jessica. And there's like literally no, no. rhyme it's or reason just, to it. Jessica I, is not my dad. My I, dad is the worst. Yeah. So anything is I, a step I don't up. think it's a romance. I think it's just he likes her. Yeah. He, he just thinks she's nice. And so for Dickie, is this just kind of a person who's there to hear all of your theories? Oh. A person who stays at the house and, you know and doesn't what? leave. If, if Dickie says theories, Eric buys them. Yeah. Yep. He's like, wow, oh, er- Eric's really? on board. Sisters, sisters, Jessica's not going <laughs> to listen. Yep. Um, and like, the mum yeah. doesn't have the time. Yeah. Like yeah. she doesn't have the time to just sit. She's like, I love you, Dickie, but I don't have a time. So, I've got papers so to grade. Well, some distraction from your reading comprehension as well. You're like trying to get through this freaking book. And then Dickie's like, oh, like, did you hear? I like the idea of Mildred being like, so Eric, did you finish the reading? No, but um, Dickie told me that uh, frogs are, um, have different colours. When they <laughs> when they when they're afraid, like they have mood, they they're like mood rings. Yeah, you leave that boy alone. So <laughs> he's so, got work to do. So just oh, to clarify, we've got. Um, oh shit! <laughs> God, so Jono, you obviously know Eric because you're in the same year level. We hang out after school, maybe. Yeah. Do you? Are you? Okay, we need to just sort of define this relationship. Yeah. Sure, yeah, Sorry yeah. to interrupt. No, you. that's all right. So, like, because I don't really know Dicky, we have to have some sort. We of have to have a closer relationship. Yeah. What was your character? What was your character sort of be like at school? Does he does he focus or does he goof off? So he's focused on his schoolwork, but he's also outside of that. He's reckless and restless because he he needs to kind of break out a little bit more. Okay. Even though he's old, uh, Jono is younger. Uh, Eric looks up to Jono. Uh, and hangs around him in a hope of getting smarter and being as cool as him. And Jono is someone who naturally reaches out to help people. Great. There so you go. if cool. he saw you struggling at school, he'd be like, oh, no, don't worry, man. I'll help you. Yeah. Right. And Eric is just like, yeah, man, that sounds that's cool. So we've got Jono and Eric. Jono has kind of accepted Eric into the fold. Uh, Jono also doesn't really know Dickie, 
but, we know of each other. But his He's father, the class William, does know Mildred, yes. Dickie's mother. Yeah, and, and also friends. my mum runs uh, detention, and so sometimes he has to be there after school as well. Yes, absolutely. Dickie, obviously, you see Eric all the time. Yep. He's at your house, and, uh, and it's, you- a, it's a body for for uh, Dickie to be able to talk to and spurt all his theories that his sister won't listen to and his mum can't listen to. Perfect. So we've got. How these people vaguely know each other. Let us rolling. roll some questions. So, let's kick it off. Dickie? Hello. What am I doing? I am you answering are... a question about... About Eric. Okay. So, you roll a d20. I'm rolling. Positive first? Yes. This is a positive thing about yep. Eric. Oh, my lucky number four. Four. What trait about Eric that Eric hates do you genuinely appreciate? What trait does Eric hate about himself that Dickie really likes? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oh, no, that's that's not really a trait. Can you can you talk to me about some of your uh, traits there, Mr. Eric? Sure. So Eric is a, is a very um, astute listener. Uh, he's very focused, but his comprehension isn't so great. Uh, he's very dedicated and very... Um, uh, not stubborn, um, but he's very uh, diligent. Um, single-minded? He's single-minded. He's also very relaxed and very chilled. So if he doesn't get something right, he doesn't get frustrated or bummed out. He's just like, oh, well. What doesn't he not- like about himself? Mm. He probably doesn't like that he's not smart. Uh, and he knows that. Uh, he doesn't like that he doesn't get things. He doesn't like that um, he, he misses out on stuff. It doesn't frustrate him. He, it rolls off, but he's like, oh, man. I wish I was smart. See, uh, Dickie would rather not be in school. He would rather go off adventuring. He would rather not have to be bogged down with schoolwork. So to have someone that sometimes, you know, mum has said, I just don't know if he's going to stick in school. Like, I just don't know if he has. Right. Like, he's like, going to finish high school. And, yeah. he, and he's like, oh, man, I wish I could just not be smart. <laughs> I wish I could not be good at school because I could just go out and go adventuring. I'd find my dad. Yep. I could do all these things. Yeah. And your mum probably pushes you a little bit. That school doesn't teach you the truth. Either. No, exactly. Yeah. You know, All right. He, well, he's, he's a red pill kid. No. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> cut that. Not cut now, that. Now, Sean, roll another D20 for me. We'll... Um, 18. You hurt this character years ago. Why can't you apologize? I hurt this character uh, years ago. Remember, you can knock back a question if you don't think it's I refuse yes. to knock back a question. <laughs> um, I'm absolutely going to ask it. I, through a dare... Uh, with friends that I wanted to get in with, he um, sabotaged a test. Basically, he had like a lot of correct answers and such. He swapped the tests 
uh, with another kid to help another kid. Because you have access to the marks. Wow. And maybe that's set up like, just set up this complex. He's like, I tried really hard. Oh, no. I know, like, I'm so sure that I got these right. And, but then to find out, nope, you were very wrong. He's like, well, you dented yep. his confidence. I can't. I can't oh, apologize for that. I can't ever tragic. admit that. Wow. And the tragic thing about that is, after all that, the kids didn't let him in the group anyway. Oh gosh, that's awful. All that's right, that's awful. I love it. <laughs> yes, perfect. Roll another d twenty for me. We're going to answer a question in terms of Dickie's relationship to Jono, a character you don't know. So we're reading off a different list here. Okay, oh, so we just do one this time. So my yes, my test one. was sabotaged. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Oh. yeah. You're, you thought you did well on a test for because once. Because you, you and... You had. Yeah. And then and he this used his access ago. to the marks. This was a few years ago. Yeah. To, uh, to, to the help papers, someone else To pass. help someone else pass. I swapped the yeah. test. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow, you were a little shit at like age eight, <laughs> weren't you? I did it to get in a friend's group. <laughs> All right, no apologies. Three. What wonderful thing did Jono do that the whole town was talking about it? He... Saved, uh, saved someone from drowning at the beach. Wow! Just, just ran out there. Yeah, just, just, yeah. Like, just happened to be walking down the, uh, walking along the beach. Like as the story goes, he was just, you know, on a on a bit of a walk on a weekend, and there was a, a kid that had decided to go out for a swim without the parents there. They just got trapped in some. Uh, you know what? It was one of the few times that he could get away from like looking after his sister. Yeah, and he right. had to save another kid instead. Yeah, yeah. and he was <laughs> like, "I'm just going to get out of the house and going to go to the beach. I actually just want to be on my own." And the Perfect. kid got trapped in some seaweed, like in and it was a riptide. Yeah, yeah. riptide. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Strong tide. All right, moving on. Hi there, Eric. Okay, so roll I, a d twenty for me, and we're going to be asking questions about your relationship with Jono here. Okay, positive first. Uh, I rolled a thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Mm-hmm. What about this character, Jono, makes you happy? Jono is kind to me, and that makes me happy. Perfect. Just he's never, he's never ever taken a strong time with you. Yeah, no, yeah. he's j- never just ever. like he speaks. Oh, you know what? Let's let's be a little more specific with that. His voice is nice to listen to. When Jono speaks, it's like mm-hmm. that's nice. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> just watches over you. Perfect. Roll another another d twenty for me. This is a negative. Eleven. Question about Jono. What? does this character do that makes you immediately lose your temper? I'm going to knock back that question. I'm sorry. I don't, no, th- I don't think good. it works yeah. for Eric because he's he's too laid back. Uh, he's too easygoing. He's yep. too cool yep. under pressure. Should we roll again? Yeah. Uh, that's a one. What did this character do in the past that you still resent them for? Think as well. You are teens. Yeah. This yeah, doesn't okay. need to necessarily be life-shattering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, how Jono appeared when he first moved. When did you move over? Five years ago. Five years ago. When you first moved in, uh, you were too cool. You instantly became a lot of people's friends. And, and there that's was, something you'd struggled with. And there wasn't that transitional time. You, you just did it too well. You did, yeah. you, you're too good at everything. Effortless. Um, and, and that kind of effortlessness went, before we became friends was a resentment, a source of resentment. No, you do know Dickie. Yeah, yeah okay. So yeah. I'll, I'll roll? Yeah. yeah. You're like linchpin. You have a strong uh, connection. 18, I rolled. Uh, when did you first realise that you loved this character? When Dickie um, was being ignored by the rest of his family and, uh, and Eric was a source of familial structure in the home that Dickie could talk to him, that it's like, oh, you're like a little brother to me. 
So maybe it was it maybe like this particular moment when you like arrived at the house for your lesson one day and uh, yeah, Dick, I think Dickie like, was pleased to see you. I think it was like lesson three where Dickie finally like told him about the first <laughs> mystery. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and he's like, you know, you beckoned me into like a, be- a bedroom and showed me like a secret drawer and you're like, look, I got a newspaper clipping. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this kid's all right. He opened Aww. up to you. Yeah. That's great. Remember that Ooh. prime minister? <laughs> Roll a d20. Uh, 16. How far would you go to make this character suffer? Not far at all. That can yeah. be the answer. Would you even pull a prank on him? You know, or or could you not bear to see no, Dicky suffer at all? Not at all. Not not at all. No, Dicky shouldn't suffer. He's a small kid. Yeah. Perfect. And that yeah. you know, th- these are just questions to kind of yeah, you to know, launch off. Yeah, yeah. Th- there was a very strong reaction, right? Yeah. 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 No. Perfect. I like little Dicky. Jono. Jono. I start with four. Eric. Uh, Sixteen. What would losing this character mean to you? I think I think there's a certain amount of like investment. Yep. That Jono has in Eric, like he is really making an effort to help this this peer out and give him a chance in school. And like maybe there's he doesn't know exactly what's happening at home, mm-hmm. but like there's that vibe that Eric needs some support. Yep. Like it's maybe it's intuitive. Mm-hmm. And if he lost that. I think it's not so much, oh, I've wasted all this effort, but like the more you invest in someone, the more you, you give to them, the more it means if they were to fail or or go away or yeah. or go off track. Yeah, because he's a protective guy. Yeah. He wants to be able to protect people and not have the chaos of life knock them around. Yeah, it would be a personal failure, failure for him. Yeah. yeah. All right, roll another d20. Five. What does this character have that you want to take from them? This could be temperament, but it could also be a physical thing. The elixir of life. I think that's it. I think he's strong and fit. Right. Can run. That's not something I have that, that Jono has at all, right? And sometimes he worries that that will hinder his ability to protect, especially Isabel. Right. But he wants that strength, that actual bodily strength. Because look at him. He's, he's just naturally... Long-limbed and capable. Seems effortless. Yeah, so, yeah. And that, that's ah, that reflected, right? You both have right? that effortless problem with each other. I have a, like mm. an effortless way of, of dealing with people and bringing them in because i kind to them. and then, But he has an effortless kind of command of his body, which I really struggle with. I'm not coordinated in that way. Well, what about Dickie? So we're going to ask a question about a character you don't know. Eight. Based on what you know... How is this character different from the rest of their family? His mind just works in a completely different way. <laughs> it's like he comes from a different planet almost. It's really weird. And Jessica just hates this kid. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you don't, probably don't know this, but like the way she talks about you is like really horrible. You know how like teenagers can be just like fucking horrible? And you know oh, how yeah. people can be really horrible to their family, especially so he's just, he's just, he's really different from her. She's like a wannabe, wants to be really cool, wants to be loved. Uh, and mum is like very studious and, and, and very kind of grounded just, just person. Her best. Trying yeah. her best. And she's grounded as well. Whereas Dickie is like flights of fancy and imagination. And yeah, that's a little bit like his mum. She likes English, you know, she likes yep. literature and stuff, but not to this extent. No. He is just like wildly different from the two of He's them. He's like a bit of a sponge as well. She, she would, she, and the thing is, like, she would be that sort of person, but she's just tired. 
like mm. between like having to be full time at school and try and look after two kids mm. who won't look after each other. One's too young and the other doesn't Always want to. Fighting, yeah. Right, yeah. Like she's burning the candle at both ends, so she can't give him that part of her personality that she otherwise would. Yeah. Well, we've kind of covered how you guys all fit together like a strange jigsaw piece. <laughs> um, now we're going to put the finishing touches. We are going to go through your full name, your full character name. Eric Mawson. Eric Mawson. Mawson. Son of Kelly and Kenneth Mawson. Sean, you got one? You know what mine is. Do you want to tell everyone or no? <laughs> no, it's just funny, just based exactly on what Chris said. Yeah. Um, Dickie Morse. Oh, no, I'll change then. <laughs> We're not doing fine. the Morsons and the Morse. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll figure something else out. <laughs> well, I, I almost wanted to go as generic as possible, right? I'd go Smith, but you know what that makes my father? Will Smith. Will, Will Smith. Smith. <laughs> No relation. Yo, yo. I mean, he's not. It's the seventies. He's yeah. <laughs> not it around means, yet. It means nothing. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to go? Smith? I don't know. Is that too? Is that too distracting? I, for I like it. I'd go with it. Nah, we let's go. It can be William, yeah. right? Maybe he just goes by or William. Bill. Yeah. Or Bill. Bill Smith. Bill Smith. Bill Smith. Yeah. <laughs> no and affiliation. Jo- and John. Sp- and that makes me John Smith. John Smith. And I really like that idea. Yeah. It's just unremarkable. Yep. It's John Smith. Yeah. Perfect. Chris, shall we come back at another uh, time? Eric Fisher. So Kelly and Kenneth Fisher. Beautiful. Now, these are uh, questions that you don't have to answer here on our episode zero. I will know them regardless. I will take them from you. Rip them from us. If Forcibly, if need be. But each of your characters has a motivation, something that drives maybe not all of their actions, but most of them, and they have a fear. So yep. you can tell... You can tell it to us on the on the podcast or you can keep it to yourself. I'm going to leave it up to you. So, Sean? Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll give my motivation because I've already alluded to it, but I'll keep my uh, fear under wraps, cool. as it were. Uh, the motivation is to find his dad. To find his dad. Yep. Chris? Uh, Eric? I am going to keep both fear and motivation private. Fantastic. Jono? I think Jono's uh, motivation is pretty clear and that's to protect Isabel. You know, and it's, it's family in general to look after them. And then I think his fear is private. Now, a little <laughs> final question. What have you got in your backpack? Pocket dictionary. <laughs> so he'd, he'd always have a pocket dictionary on him. Maybe he'd have some other kind of books, depending on the day as well. Yeah, he, um, might, he might chuck another book in there. But he, he usually keeps something time. to read. Whatever he's reading at that point in time. Yep. Keep in there with him. Yep. Um, I'd have to have a bit of a think what else is in there. Yeah, all good. Swiss army knife. A Swiss army knife for Jono. Yeah. Just to Like a Leatherman? Yeah, that sort of thing. Eric? Eric has a water bottle. Fantastic. It's a good bloody Practical. thing to have in Australia in the middle of a summer. Anything else? Um You can have abstract things, can't yeah, you? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Sense of adventure. Uh he's got a water bottle and he has a uh, a hairband to push his, his Rapidly growing hair out of his face for when he's when he's running for when yeah. he's running. So it's stuff yeah. for yeah. his running. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Your shoes, running no. shoes. No, he res- runs barefoot. Oh wow, cool. Uh, I have another one. Yes. Uh, this one's more abstract. Goodwill. And goodwill. So he goodwill. would probably have, you know, possibly when he's thinking about what he's going to throw in his backpack, he might think, oh, this might come in handy in case anyone needs one. I've yeah. got an extra. I've got an extra apple or whatever. Yeah. I'll chuck it in the bag. In Thinks case of others. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take this from my own life. From when I was a kid, uh, his glasses are in there. 
His glasses. He tries not to wear them because they make him look like a nerd. Um, but he needs them more than he likes to let on. So he always keep them in his bag, but he doesn't always wear them. Oh, if this is going to be slightly abstract, mm. then here's one for uh, Eric. His bag has a hole in it because it's old yep. and hand-me-down, so a few things have fallen out. I love that because that might hend- hinder you at a yeah, good I storytelling might, might. moment. <laughs> oh, I've got this in my backpack. Oh, no, you don't. No, nah, you, don't. you lost it <laughs> several <laughs> kilometres ago. <laughs> That's also, right. We use kilometres. <laughs> he also definitely has a flashlight because he flashlight. goes adventuring a lot. So yeah, he yeah. tries to, you know, go just dis- go discover. Perfect. Guys, we have our characters. Ready? Um, Dicky time. So excited for when we we launch this thing. I, I think one of the really cool things about kids on bikes is is this experience here, where we get to jump off of each other, and we really feel like we all have uh, a hand in crafting this town, these characters, these relationships together. And now we uh, have to see what I'm going to do with them. Hell Maybe yeah. We'll find out next week. Or good. There's one aspect I think you should really quickly touch on. It might be a nice kind of tease for the end. Yes. There's you a- won't know it right off the bat, you little rapscallions. You will I don't want to know anything about this. <laughs> no, in but the, it's it's part the, of every game in of yeah, the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to yeah. Oh, yeah. in the game there are powered mm-hmm. characters. Not you. You guys are just kids. Oh. But there are things out there that have supernatural powers, abilities, and aspects. And when you encounter these creatures, this becomes a shared thing for you all to control. You all get to have a say in what this powered character does or what trait of their character will pop up at any given time. I can't wait to see who they are. But you never know until it's there. Eleven. (laughs) (laughs) It's a drop there. It's a bloody drop. It's actually, it. it's actually my favourite aspect of this game. Mm. Just this collaborative powered character yes. that pops in at some point. But it, it totally fits in with the theme of, you know, you guys, are, are we're all working together and we're all kind of crafting this from the inside out. It's very exciting. I'm, I'm super excited. I think Australian Gothic is a genre that I... I don't see enough of, and I, I'd love to, and I think it, it works so well for for role-playing in particular. So good. So I'm excited. I'm really excited. You kids better be ready to get your hands dirty. Get on oh. our bikes. For get on our bikes. Roll to Cast, Season 5, A Mystery Down Under. Two root. Two root. <laughs> well, who root? Be off to your billabong. <laughs> on your bikes. On All your right, bikes, bye, kids. everyone. Bye. <laughs> You have been listening to Mystery Down Under, which is a Roll to Cast production. The best way to find us is on Twitter, Discord, and our Patreon. All our podcasts are on Acast, Spotify, YouTube, and all good podcatchers. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Roll to Cast. Kids on Bikes and all associated properties are trademark of Renegade Game Studios. Used with permission.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.